<laughs> We're back. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Here we are. Who are we introducing this week? I don't know, Daniel. Who are we introducing this week? <laughs> Chelsea Stevens. Surprise! Yeah, the person yeah. you brought. I know, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I kept it a secret. <laughs> I was editing. Well, we have a bunch like. Oh yeah, I mean, we're, right yeah, now, we're sitting on it. So it was sitting who on a we few. go with. Mm-hmm. But it, there is not a more fun person to interact oh, with man. through social media yep. than Chelsea Stevens. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we have a little Twitter thing back and forth. Yeah, you it's do. Worth following. <laughs> LWID project on Twitter mm-hmm. just for our interaction with Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's fun. Yeah. Um, and her her like Facebook and Instagram stuff is pretty good yeah. too. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, um, she's good at social media. Yeah. She is. Uh she's given us a few tips. She's good at all there. the things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um as well as narrating. <laughs> right? We'll get to that. So let's thank our patrons. Ooh, yeah, Patreon patrons. Right. Well, here we go. Thanks, Cindy. Right, <laughs> Shelley, Jeremy, Catherine, Chelsea, Jennifer, Brian, Kaylee, Travis, Tyler, Lindsay, Jesse, Sean, Holly Hill, Allison, and Brian. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. We're getting some new equipment because of Patreon. We are. Uh, it's on order. Yeah. Well, we yeah. have other new equipment. Yeah. Too, there's but yeah. there's <laughs> other things like <laughs> to go with on it. order that's going to come in, and uh, I can't wait. It's exciting. Elevating the quality of the show. And mm-hmm. it's thanks to patrons like you. Right. That makes it possible for people like us. Yes. And P.S. <laughs> That's not all of our patrons either. So you right. can go to lookwhatidid.net and actually see mm-hmm. all the patrons listed there. Right. Um, much, more much importantly, more. Yeah. there's a gallery of photos of past oh, guests. Man. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're one, face to name, right? Yep. Two, uh, some of it's just awesome photography mm-hmm. by... Heather, who yep. just had a birthday. Happy belated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday, Heather. Yeah. Um, and there you can get merchandise. You can listen to like the five most recent episodes, mm-hmm. I think, which also you can download, as you already know, because you're listening right. to the show. Right, right. But since you've probably downloaded it, go ahead and rate and review because yes. that helps a ton. Mm-hmm. Talking about it this week, even like five stars does us so much good. Mm-hmm. You know. Um and we know we have a ton of new listeners, so mm-hmm. if you will take the time to rate and review the show, that helps mm-hmm. us get even more new listeners. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and guess what I did um, a couple days ago? What's that? I started looking for a venue for our 50-episode anniversary show. Mm. Two years, 50th show. Wow. We'll Man, have to start thinking of a guest. Years. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have an idea for a guest at a live show of Look What I Did, mm-hmm. go ahead and contact us and tell us who you think it should be. Yeah. I have some thoughts. Yeah, same. I want to interview Aaron. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> we interviewed an Aaron already. Well, Ozark Culinary Tours. You, I'm going on a tour with her soon. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. She yeah. said that you would, uh, she was meeting you to pay some money or something. Well, I was paying her money, right? But yeah, right, yeah. right. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're doing a little yeah. tour. It'll How be fun. exciting! Cool. Um, but this is Chelsea Stevens. Mm-hmm. You know her somehow through like Instagram. Okay, well, like, that's basically a thing, I guess. like stumbling on. I, I'm really into the audiobooks, and like through the show, and then on uh, like my own personal Instagram, mm-hmm. and so it was just like I approached you with, "Hey, you know, would you be interested in?" interviewing an audiobook narrator and you're like yeah and so i brought it up with her she was going to be in northwest arkansas anyway mm-hmm. and uh the rest is this episode yeah you know? and so 
this is one of those ones where like it's a job I know exists, mm-hmm. right? Same. But I've never considered it. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. I just haven't ever thought about what goes into mm-hmm. it. And uh man, she is she's fantastic. Yep. Like and she's thinking about doing kind of her own podcast, drunk mm-hmm. watching, where they like drink and watch shows and tweet <laughs> yeah. about her or whatever. Yep. yep. Which Live would tweeting be, on wine. <laughs> yeah, it, it it would be amazing. Yeah. Um just she was super fun to talk to. I mean yeah. that like you could just sit and talk and not even talk uh-huh. about what she does for a living and mm-hmm. it would have just been fun. So I think without further ado, mm-hmm. enjoy. So tell us who you are and what you do. This is always a fun surprise for me. <laughs> I know when Aaron right? brings a guest over, cause I don't know anything. I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know anything about you at all. You do a little bit. One person's going to be like, I, I make paper airplanes. <laughs> Yeah, world During record detention. holder. <laughs> During yeah, we're doing this thing with kids. Got yeah, six continuous detentions <laughs> for throwing airplanes. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm Chelsea Stevens, and I narrate audiobooks. Did you not know that? I did know that. Oh, yes. okay. He did. I, I'm the, the voice actress. I've that? had all these yes. questions about how you even get into that. That's a good place to start. Did you just start because you're the person that has to read out loud when you read? No. Uh, <laughs> that kid in class. No. Yes. No, I had the anxiety. The rabbit went to. <laughs> I was like reading ahead. Yeah. Like, the, the, oh, the, God, the, I'm going to have to read this then. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did some voiceover stuff for my, um, my husband worked for a marketing company in Alaska when we were there. Mm-hmm. So I got to be the homeschool mom voice for radio ads and TV commercials and phone trees. And then um, he suggested audiobooks. We were listening through the wheel of time at mm-hmm. the time, which is lengthy. Um, and so I was like, Oh, right. Pe- people do that. Like I knew that I'd listened to audiobooks, mm-hmm. but, um, hadn't ever connected the dots. So. Did you just audition? How, how uh, does this work? Well, there's several ways. Uh, I don't have a background in. Just start reading books and posting <laughs> yeah. it online. You know, I'm pretty yeah. good at this. Y'all listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I started researching it. That was step number one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a platform called ACX, Audio Creative Exchange. Okay. So that's through Audible. It's kind of like um, indie authors can put their books up that are on Audi- or on Amazon, and then you can audition for them. Like Dave Austin. Yes, yes. exactly like David Austin. Yes. Yeah. Got so, it. So, um, yeah. So I started off with that, and then I got into some... Um, groups online and I started learning, Oh, I'm doing this wrong. Like, <laughs> which is, you know, good way to start a career. It's the best way to start it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I started doing more research because now that I was actually like in the career, in the industry, I was like, okay, I need not a USB mic. Cause that's not good. I mean, you basically have your interface like in the mic and that just you mean everything don't up. record your entire show on SM48s that are $30 it's on Amazon? Quality. <laughs> yeah, these are $48, it's very not 38 <laughs> No, they're 30 on Amazon. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one I bought. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I, I don't remember what I had. Um, but then I bumped up to a road and T1A, yeah. which isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a good interface and did all that. And then I realized, like, I'm in a big room that has lots of 
noise bouncing off the walls. So like our room. Yeah. <laughs> Again, different microphone is going to pick up different things. Right, right. Um, so I built like a sound booth out of PVC pipe and I had like um, moving blankets to at least yep. try and dampen it a bit. Right. Um, by no means an isolation booth because there's very strict um, sound requirements as far as, you know, your noise floor, what everything needs to be for quality wise. Hmm. And you want to put out quality work because did you, you have a background in this well, yeah. or did you just start I just started researching? Um, I was in this Facebook group. Then I just sat back and observed because I thought that was going to be the safest way to do this. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say anything and look Probably stupid because I saw other people do that. I don't want to be that person. I think that's the internet. You saw the internet one day <laughs> oh, like yeah. stupid people mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was it. Um, so I learned I need to get coaching because I don't have a background in theater or anything like that, which a lot of um, bigger named narrators have theater backgrounds mm. and they've been narrating for decades and um, they're wonderful. Um, so I started to get coaching. I coached with Sean Allen Pratt, who does nonfiction narration primarily. Um, and so I just learned through that. And then James Anderson Foster is phenomenal. He has fostering characters. And that was more of a method acting approach. And so he was fundamental in, as far as um, changing the trajectory of my career. So um, We're going to have to hit pause for one second. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure if you're narrating a book, you're reading all the characters. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and you have to method act all of it. Like even Daniel mm-hmm. Day-Lewis can't mm-hmm. pull that off. He can only do one Lincoln at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Or a foot, whatever. <laughs> right. You, you and that's choose. yeah. That's the thing. James is brilliant because he he has a background in psychology, and so he broke it down. So it's not just like. You, I can't take a month. Is he brilliant or he has multiple personality disorder? I think there's a... <laughs> TBD. Tap into this. Yeah. yeah, have you seen Split? Because that's I think that's yes. an autobiography. Yeah. Yes. Film. That's James in a nutshell. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Whoa. So many things. Mind-blowing. Is this Joe Rogan's podcast? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I play all of the characters. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't take a month to absorb. Sometimes I have a week by the time I get a script, and I have to read the book, prepare the book, look up any pronunciations, do a bunch of research, all that sort of stuff, which depends if it's fiction or nonfiction. Um, but yeah, come up, do character development for all of the characters. It's not just like, open the book. All right, let's go. <laughs> no, I legitimately thought it was. I thought you just got like Idris <laughs> <No>. Elba <laughs> or Patrick Stewart, somebody oh who has gosh. like a cool voice and James Earl Jones. Yeah. And Morgan like, Freeman. Hey, yeah. bud, if you can thumb through this Bible real quick. And like, that's a lot of character study. <laughs> yeah. really well, at least is. David Attenborough <laughs> has like animals to look at while he's doing it. You know, someone else is re- anyway. We can yeah. do a final graph for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Translates to audio really well. Yes, it does. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) That was good. Very specific to our childhoods. (laughs) 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 Coming back. Coming back. I'm very scared. She's running right now. Breathe. Okay, so character development. I really am lost now in how James Earl Jones got through the Bible, but continue. (laughs) I mean, he does the one voice. It's like, is this Darth Vader as God (laughs) or Mufasa? I can't figure it out. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm so confused. (laughs) Me too. I feel like we've run through a lot of material. And and really, first of all, I truly legitimately thought it was a person sitting down and reading a book. So this is way more work 
I did too when I first started. And you can hear it, like, uh, it's Googleable, so I won't say it. But yeah, I have my first book. And you can hear a marked difference between my first book and, like, books that just came out. Right. Um, because I've tried to hone my craft, as there you it go. were. You know, like, I want to be better. And um, so I want to constantly improve upon that. But yeah. It's not just reading. Like there's inflection, there's subtext. You know, you want to be able to pick up on that. And if you don't mm -hmm. pre-read the book, you have no idea what's going to yeah, happen. Motivation and yeah. Yeah, you know, on 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 page eighty of a hundred-page book, which is short, um, you no might find luck. out that the main character has a southern accent, but you've already recorded X amount of hours, and you're oh, like, yeah. well, mm. Jiminy Christmas, I have to redo that. Like, <laughs> oh, so geez. yeah. It's, how do you, so to that point, how do you mm -hmm. not overplay that? Like, cause I can almost see a Southern, like in a movie, it kind of makes sense. Right. Cause there's a lot of other audio things mm -hmm. happening sure. and it's not right. And even then sometimes movies get hit for bad accents or kind of oh, yeah. right. Like right. Chernobyl was a recent thing where it was like all these Russian people have English accents. Right. There was a reason why, but, um, I think when you have just that, by itself, you can really easily tip over into almost caricature, right? Yeah, and uh, some of that is genre-based. So if you have fantasy, you know, epic fantasy. You have Southern people you in your epic fantasy? No. <laughs> Yo, there's I a guess dragon that really over here. <laughs> Get into spaceship, y'all. We're going up. Actually, let's do Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you shall not pay us. <laughs> I can't carry you, Mr. Frodo. Can, or can't carry the ring, Mr. Frodo. I can carry you. Yeah, the person with the ring is just like the mean lady at church. <laughs> oh She's like, well, bless your heart. It's my Let's precious. Go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Gollum would have been way worse with the Southern All accent. the elves are like, come over to my house and have some lasagna later with me. Oh, he's one of the fancy Southerners. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, <laughs> how many books have you done? I am wrapping up my 53rd book. Wow. How long have you been doing this for? Uh, just over two years. That is a ton. That's a book January. every two weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's I did That's more 30... than Daniel reads. Well. Close. That's true, actually. <laughs> it's, it's probably a, close, it's though. Lot. I read yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, this past year, I did 37. Um, Gosh. Just in, in the calendar year of 2019. Are you working on them simultaneously sometimes? So yeah, sometimes there's like uh. an overlap. So I will have recorded one book. I will be prepping the next book that I'm reading. I'm finishing a book right now, a nonfiction book about the Anunnaki. That's been fun. Um, challenging. Anu what? Anunnaki. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to hear it said again. That, mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's a kind yeah. of okra. <laughs> it is. I don't know what it, what ancient, is Anunnaki, so I'm not like. Oh yes, is, is it a people's? It's a ancient um, Mesopotamian alien deity, supposed. So yeah, so I've had to say. I don't like, feel bad about likening it to. Okra. I, I was yeah. just making sure you knew what it was, so I didn't Similar. say anything. <laughs> Okra, <Similar>. Anunnaki, whatever. <laughs> I, I th see, I thought it was like sake. I like yeah. them both better fried. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's different. Um, I can be recording one book, prepping the next, and I might even get pickups from a previous book before that. So I could have my hand in four different books at one point oh, during the week. Mm -hmm. So that's challenging sometimes. I am never going <laughs> to complain about making the show ever again. No, I mean, I've tried to read two books at one time before. You like do this mm -hmm. one here and that one there. 
And there's certain times where if you're not paying attention, they bleed together and you're like, hold on, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're not even just reading because right. there are plenty of people that read a book and they're like, mm-hmm. it was a heist and some people were involved <laughs> right. and this part was funny. You've <laughs> gone and like written up probably in some cases a little bit more character development that might be on the page. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes, just depending on how a character is written, um, do they use conjunctions? Do they not? Like, there might not be a lot of uh, clues within the text itself. So you mm. kind of have to extrapolate that yourself and build the character from that. You know, if they, they don't use conjunctions, well, maybe they are a very, like, orderly, strict person. Maybe they have short sentence structure. You know, right. the author obviously wrote that character that mm-hmm. way for a reason. So then how does that translate to audio? Um, because sometimes it's not like, well, this person was, you know, really particular and maybe borderlining OCD. And so you really want to, you know, do it this way. You don't always get that. Hmm. So how, how do you approach the gender thing? Because I know like when I'm reading to my kids, right, mm-hmm. which is the closest I get to audiobook <laughs> narration probably. Sure, sure. Um, kids, yeah. Or reading a menu at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Pork belly with fries on the... I'll um, have the burger, please. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get to... When I get to a female character, I probably lean into that kind of classic, like soften the voice a little. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you'll do the mean old, you know, like. Can I get an example? Um, <laughs> Not to put you on the spot or anything. Well, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I don't know, but just, just like. Just pretend. And then Gwendolyn said that the yarn is right over there across the field. That's perfect. Right? And you just yeah. like oh. soften it a little bit, yeah. but you're not really trying to be a, a female. Woman. A female. Yeah. Because um, it's just not going to come across authentically. Uh, I guess you kind of answer the question in. So that's basically what he do. So like he'll just kind of harden and roughen the voice a little bit and that becomes your male character or like, what is a male character? Do Aaron. <laughs> well, it's difficult to like totally mimic someone sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah, you just put me on the spot for something I don't do <laughs> I at didn't all. ask you to do at a specific you, no, person. Have, she didn't say mimic Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, but you said. <laughs> all right. Um, so if I'm going to do a male character, I'm going to drop my sentence structure or drop my sentences more at the end. Cause men, usually it's a statement. It's not a question. Women will lift up their sentences at the end. So I'm dropping a little bit in my register, but I'm not necessarily uber masculine in what I'm doing. That's just one example. A little bit more gruff. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on the character too. The whole rest of the show. (laughs) The rest of the show? No, it's not that. What? <laughs> I'm doing like a Dirty John's. Like, weirdly, a Valley Girl. I don't even know. There wasn't like an over Valley Girl. It was kind of an Alicia Silverstone clueless era. Mm-hmm. Right. But like uh, one of the supporting characters. Right. There you go. There I go. I mean, yeah. there you I go. Don't, I don't know. Yeah. What, what so do much better. Think? Oh my goodness, girl. I, I think now right. we just sound like we might mm-hmm. be dating. I'm so, I'm, I'm so, I'm so thirsty. I don't. Anyway, so on uh, Aaron and I are not going down this career path. Not if there's a female speaking role Um, (laughs) or male. And you're not doing it. Nope. I think anyway. Interesting. We really said. But how often? How often do you get to hear directly from the author if they have certain things involved in the story? As far as like you said, you know, conjunction or you know a certain speech trait that may not come through in the type. Yeah. most of the time, um, if I'm working directly with a, a publisher, I don't necessarily get anything from an author. Mm-hmm. Um, so the publisher, the casting director is kind of like the middleman. So I sometimes audition for a part. Sometimes I'm just cast for it, you know. Um, mm. So I don't necessarily get any context. I had one this summer, um, and they said the, the dad is like only like in his 50s, so, you know, don't play him too old. And I was like, 
noted. All right, we okay. can do that. Um, if I'm working with an indie author, I like to ask, you know, who is this person? Is there a, an actor or an actress that you've, you know, perhaps cast this person in your mind as so that I'm not going to necessarily spot on be, you know, uh, Mark Wahlberg or anything like mm-hmm. that. But if I can have that picture in my mind, then I can at least flavor my voice with that. So it kind of lends to that. And I think a lot of people, for the most part, are understanding as far as authors, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a hundred percent cast this person. You know, I can't do James Earl Jones. I just can't. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, practice makes perfect. Yeah. I'll start. I'll <laughs> add it to my schedule. Yeah. But the whole, whole part too is, um, kind of like I mentioned with genres, you know, less is usually more you're entering into, it's kind of like a, a co-partnership with the listener. Mm-hmm. They know it's not real. They know there aren't hundreds of people coming in to do a, like a multicast recording of right. this. Right. Um, so they understand that the last thing you want to do is pull them out of the experience. So you don't want to be too crazy over the top or, you know, you want to know what you're doing. And so the best way to do that is to more subtle. I think it would be harder to be consistent with something Mm -hmm. that's more over the top. Mm -hmm. You know, I've said like, I do a couple of, I try to do different accents and they may start off at this thing, but they always hook back to be not that, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 If you, sometimes there's, um, I did a series and there's a Southern character and she's just a side, like a supporting role. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to be way over the top with her because she had very few lines, but I could be consistent and I can always export, you know, character tracks or samples. You know, if I'm working with a Mm. co-narrator and I have to, we have to collaborate and say, Hey, I voiced this person kind of this way. I voiced this person kind of this way. Um, that way when they get to their chapters, it's not like a completely different person because it ruins Mm -hmm. the experience. So, So, shoot. Oh, yeah, you brought up a, I think I was talking with my son, so he just auditioned for his first play. Oh, fine. And of course, the first time you go out for a play, like, everybody wants the lead role. That's just, Mm -hmm. the the very first time, that's what you want. Mm -hmm. And of course, he didn't get it. But then we started talking about the fact that, like, I started, when I started in theater, that I also got those bit parts. But over time, the bit parts grow into, um bigger secondary roles, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But they're almost more fun sure. because you can really punch that character up yeah. and chew scenery when you're there. Yeah. It doesn't work as well if you're the main character because the audience has to be with you the entire time. Right. And if you're really over the top, mm-hmm. I was at a, a local theme parkish thing watching a production uh-huh. and it was really, really well done except there was one character that was on stage just a little bit too much for how big their character was sure. in relation to the rest of the cast, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so I think that's where you start to walk that fine line. But to me, that's what makes secondary characters so much fun is that they do get, that's like all the juicy, fun, crazy yeah. weird stuff where you can lean into kind of these like fun little mm-hmm. parts. Um, that was just a random note, but, hmm. and I guess kind of unrelated, but I really, they should be valued more than they are because they are the they're the spice, right? Right. On this kind of like thing you're putting together. Yeah. Well, and I don't think you should ever throw a character away in a book, at least like from my job. Like, so if I'm in the book, that character, that gas station attendant, or, you know, that librarian, they don't know they're in there for one page or one sentence. Like Mm -hmm. that person has a life in this book. That person has like plans later on tonight. Like 
that all translates, um, you know, and you can go as in depth, but I'm not Daniel Day-Lewis. I can't take three months to prep a book. Like I can't really immerse myself into each character. So, um, there are things that you can do that way, but yeah, I mean, everyone has a role in the story and whether that's to move the plot along or whether that's, you know, to reveal something to the main character or to the listener, like they're there for a reason. So you can't just throw them away as far as performing them. So yeah, they're, they're fun to play up sometimes, but yeah, everyone has a part. There's been a few audio books I've listened to and it's a varying like quality. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got some cheap, like it comes in a cardboard sleeve and it's just a Mm -hmm. rinky dink thing. You Mm -hmm. find at a gas station out like Wyoming, you know, and you're just trying to pass the time. How often do you drive to Wyoming to get? I've audiobooks? been through there. I've been through there a lot. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just say that because it's the last place we bought a whole bunch driving with my mom and dad <laughs> and kids a few years ago. We bought like five or six, mm-hmm. right? And so there were a few where you're just eventually. It's like you know that time when you read a book and you don't remember the whole page you just read. Right. Imagine that in an <laughs> audiobook form where you're just like, I who's talking here? Yeah. And I've been paying attention. Sure. You know, so I mean, that's one of those things that. As far as remembering everyone in the book, it's harder without some of those differenti- differentiations. Yeah. So I could, it's an important thing. Yeah. I th- have you ever gotten to do a, like a character recurring over multiple books? Yeah. I have a few series, and they're fun. They're really fun. How, how's that different? Uh, I don't know. Not to be like sappy or anything, but it's like it's coming home. It's like familiar. It's like, oh, and it's sometimes a little easier um, but you can really like lean into that character mm-hmm. and make them more real and bring out different nuances. So I have a few series um, that I've done. Uh, let's see. I have one who, she's a, a vampire assassin. That's a really fun one. So book three is coming out <laughs> soon. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. It's, she's super fun to play. And then there's a supporting character. Speaking of fun supporting characters. He's like a punk rock poltergeist. So he was a vampire. <laughs> it's like Billy Idol. And it's he's so <laughs> fun. Um, super fun. Just on that description, I want to read this book. Yeah, I mean, you I could see Billy Idol or you as should a listen to vampire it. undead anyway. You know, he yeah. might be. Yeah. He could be. He's like a lost boy, like Kiefer Sutherland's character. So this is nonfiction. <laughs> real life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you find that, because like when you're watching television, in the first season, uh, the characters are extremely, tend to be fairly two-dimensional. Like, sure. They're defined by very distinct characteristics mm-hmm. and a lot of the nuance isn't there yet. And then the supporting cast tends to get a little bit better. You'll see an injection of new characters mm-hmm. or like slight pivots of characters to better kind of bring mm-hmm. out the drama and the story. Um, how does that affect your performance in that sense, right? Like as you're growing with that character there's still work there in sure. how the other stuff's changing. Yeah. So, so reading the book first and knowing like, okay, so how did Alexis change from, you know, the end of book two to book three, mm. you know, what's her journey? What's her story arc? How does that affect it? And then also like keeping in mind, like I can't lead the listener. So if I already know X is going to happen at the end of the book, I can't already make this person mm. look shady or, you know, something like this. Like I've had characters where you find out it's someone else at the end of the book, but I had to voice them differently at the beginning because you didn't know that's who that was or they were under a spell or something, you know? Um, So, I mean, just as people, we develop every day. And so being able to just to take real life experiences and apply that to the character itself, I mean, you don't want a stagnant 
character that's not entertaining like mm-hmm. even even as a reader you know just to have oh cool they did this again and does anything change in their life like why am i reading this book <laughs> why, am I, why am i listening to this yeah how many times do you like how many times do you read each of the books that you do technically at least twice mm-hmm. so i read it the first time and then some books if they're um particularly challenging for me. Um, I might read it a second time or at least sections of it a second time. Mm. And then I read it the third time when I'm performing it. So, um, but eyes on the text, I'll have it, it sometimes three to four times. Cause if I have pickups, you know, it goes to a proofer, they listen through, they look for any noises or if I punched in and there's, you know, a jagged breath or anything like that. Right. If I said a word wrong, if I added a word, I'm horrible with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I have to do that, redo that line, which is difficult because you have to match your tone and text. And if you're like, you're more nasally that day or not, or, you know, there's, it's an instrument you have to, it changes. So, so you start earlier in that paragraph and work through and just read the whole thing rather no. than try to punch in just the it's one line? It's usually just the one line. So I'll usually have, um, depending on the publisher or the, the proofer, um, I'll get that line for context so mm-hmm. I can listen to it. And um, I tend to be autodactyle, so I can hear it and I can mimic it. So that helps. At least I hope. I don't listen to a lot of my books, so I don't know. Oh. <laughs> some some punch-ins, you can, it's glaringly obvious. Right. Blair, glaring, um, glaring. Yes, that's the word. It sounds like somebody yeah. taped another line over yeah, what was yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, yeah. Or even if they were in a different studio and it gets picked uh, up differently, well, you can hear the room tone change. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, we'll sit at this table for an hour and a half and record the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then there's times in there where, uh, some, something needs to be cut, whatever it is. Sure. Dog barks, person shows up, something happens. Um, and then you'll try to cut that out. And I spend a decent amount of time trying to find where the levels are even kind of close, sure. right? Because yeah. you've, somebody started talking really loud cause they got excited about something or mm-hmm. they lean a little closer or farther back. And, that can be its own, right? Cause there I'm trying to kind of like edit and cobble stuff together yeah. sometimes. But I think a punch in has almost a harder job in the sense that you're not in the same spot you were necessarily, right? Like your mic may have moved, you're standing differently, you feel differently. Try not to. The, well, whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, unless you just leave your microphone booth yep. totally isolated yep. the whole time, yep. <laughs> probably helps. Yep. Um, <laughs> But like just even in a conversation, mm-hmm. and ours is probably a little bit different sure. because it's yeah, it's a totally different interactive yeah. thing, right? But uh, yeah, it's sound to your point because all you're doing is listening. Mm-hmm. Little changes. There are a couple times where I've I've seen I've heard an edit that sounds rough to me, sure. you know, and probably other people because just that jump in volume, even though we're in the same area, same mm-hmm. conversation, same sure. whatever. Yep is just so abrupt, right? Because you're sensitive to it because that's, you're really dialed in. Sure. And oftentimes you're more sensitive to hearing it because you're the producer of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And everyone else doesn't, you know, like I can listen to my stuff and I'm like, oh my word, all that mouth noise. And then someone else is, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or they're like, oh, that was wonderful. Or you think it's a hiccup, you know, with digital music, sometimes you'll hear that like catch in the song, right? Like where it kind of like Uh something briefly. And so sometimes I think, I hope people like kind of ascribe the thing to, Oh, it was a weird digital, like sure. Flux Glitch. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But for me, when I can get it to the point where I can't hear it, 
then I know I've delivered like something good, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Like, and yeah. that's what I'm always kind of yeah. shooting for. But man, it yeah. is, it's a tough gig. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, what can- it is stuff I listen for. I don't mean just in our show, but it's things I notice in. He so, writes like, me with like three pages after every show. He's not, like, not really. this was a mistake. This was a mistake. No, or it's like, you're still on the show. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? No one's you're ever fine. heard from our third co-host ever. I don't know why. <laughs> 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 I never did like Timmy. <laughs> Sorry, Timmy. Poor Timmy. It's okay. Ishi, ishi, ya, ya. Right in the middle. Have I done that one before? No. <laughs> Good. You know what we did forget? What? That we're a part of the Voice Press Network. No, we didn't forget that. You said it just now. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> I'm so thoughtful in remembering that. We are Whatever. part of the voice. Yeah, press we network. are right. Um, which the adoptive mom is coming back with a brand new season, mm-hmm. and then I was actually able to be a guest on Go Rogue, talking about the voice press mm-hmm. and kind of trying to grow that and Patreon as well. Yeah. So Patreon.com yeah. forward slash Look what yeah. I did. If you uh, missed out on that, refer to the back, the beginning part of our <laughs> intro. <laughs> yeah. To see what you could do to become part of that. Yeah. Um, that being said, mm-hmm. there is some special Patreon content for this episode. Ooh. Uh, oh yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> earmuffs, earmuffs, earmuffs. But it's super um, funny. It's short and this one's worth great. a dollar. Yes. Like yes. just flat out, it's yeah. worth a dollar. Mm-hmm. This may be the best thing we've ever put on Patreon. Mm-hmm. But Chelsea <laughs> gave us outtakes from her reading the books. Oh. And like Wow, she's a sailor. Well, um. <laughs> it is the it is the most well spoken outburst of profanity I've ever heard. It's fantastic. Well, it's to so do. funny. Right. Like if you mm-hmm. like the blooper reel on like Marvel movies or whatever, <laughs> this is it. It's yep. great. But that'll be at patreon.com forward slash look what I did. Um, we are a member of the Voice Press Network and um, man, that issue issue that got me. I, it's <laughs> well, so good. Off I mean, track. boom, there, done. Roasted. But once again, thanks for listening to the show. Yes, thank Check you. out the other shows, and you can, oh yeah, you can listen to uh, my episode of Go Rogue at thevoicepress.com right now. Mm-hmm. That will be the most recent And other finely up, curated podcasts. There are other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, check it out. All right, back to it. Uh, I was going to ask what kind of doll you use or what kind of um, post. What do you? I literally use GarageBand. Okay. Yeah. So I've looked at doing this. This is kind of fun to go down this road a little bit, actually. Sure. Sure. Um, and I think useful for podcasters, and that's become such a growth industry. And and I was thinking about it when you sat down. Just if you want to shake that thing of ice, so I know, right? <laughs> Just drop it. I'm right like trying not to make like, any noise. <laughs> Um, starting a mariachi band over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Oh, the audiobooks. I hadn't thought about it, but that's got to be a growth category in the same way because so many people are into Audible and like mm-hmm. most people oh, when yeah. I talk to them about their reading habits, they are literally just listening to books. I like how you yep. did quotations because it, it is literally reading still if you're listening. It, the, the brain processes it the same way. Yeah. So I don't. Oh, it's so hard for That's me. That's all right. I, I, I'm less likely to remember like certain character names unless they were main characters that have minimal things. I was talking to a guy at work about some Brandon Sanderson books that you've mm-hmm. read and Heather's mm-hmm. read. I've just listened to them on audiobook. Mm-hmm. 
you know that, or you're familiar with the people that narrated those, yeah, right? Yeah, they're wonderful. Michael That's Kramer, Kate Redding. And they're great books. Yes, yeah, they, are. they are. But like they said, oh yeah, no, this was going on during that. And I was like, I don't remember that. Uh-huh. But I didn't read it. But also it could have been in a part in my drive. Sure. You know, where I didn't really pay attention, you know, yeah. during that. Um, but there is a, to me, if I read it, I'm more likely to retain it. Sure. Than the. This listening is, part, but this is probably a character defect for me. But if mm-hmm. we're not making eye contact, there's a very good chance I'm not fully paying attention to you. <laughs> it, right? Like you could be right. That could be a character defect for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, like I'm dialed in, right? Sure. Like, I mean, no, totally. And, like I can observe tones and things happening around me. Like, yeah. Oh, something heated is happening, or somebody's right. laughing, or sure. whatever. Same. But if somebody is just talking to a room yeah i tend to zone out sure so bad especially if somebody is and one thing too and you kind of i think touched on this a second ago or earlier um if people are reading to me mm-hmm. i can read faster than you can talk right sure. yes yes and so then i get frustrated by the pace sure and that happened mm-hmm. a lot in school when the other yeah. kid in class is reading they're like the ball roll 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 it down, 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 down the, and you're like, oh my goodness, man. Like spot got the ball. <laughs> like, sure. Let's just get yep. to the end. Yeah. And so I think I had a tendency to just like start tuning people out and start mm-hmm. reading and finishing the story. Sure. Right. Um, and that to what I said earlier is probably a failure on my part as a human being that I, I would rather just read it for myself. <laughs> I um, identify with what you just said though. Yeah. It's really hard. It like is. your, your mind can think so much faster, like the character development and what you're seeing in your head and it's acting, even as sure. you're reading it faster, like, but to have someone else read it, it's still like all these things are going on. But I agree. I mean, if someone's reading out loud, aside from the audiobook stuff, but like to sit and listen to someone in school, especially I would get frustrated. I was like, when you get distracted because like, mm-hmm. and partially this is probably because I haven't done a lot of audiobooks in the course of my life, right? Performed so not, or listened? I haven't listened to it yeah, or performed. Um, <laughs> the, 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 Thoughts the, the, <laughs> but I'm probably not a good consumer of Probably. the mm-hmm. product, right? Sure. Like, so uh, I get distracted by, most of my cases are people reading in person, reading out loud, and I get distracted by... Um, the fact that I'm reading ahead or, sure. oh, that was an interesting pronunciation or sure. weird breathing pattern or mm-hmm. I get distracted yeah, by yeah, the yeah. other stuff happening Yeah, um, where when I read, I tend to really dial in and like I could be reading something and not even really realize you're in the room with me, right? Like, right, yeah. Because I'm like playing the movie in my head and yep. I'm doing all the stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I struggle with audiobooks in that I- sense, but... And when I finish driving, I'm never done with the book. So then I have to go to the nearest bookstore and buy the book so I can keep reading it while I'm in sure. bed because I can't lay in bed and listen to a book. And can you like, do Kindle or anything like that? I Because um, you can do Whisper Sync so you can listen to it uh, and then it'll pick it up where you left off. Because that's how I got through Wheel of Time. Oh like school idea. runs and that's, all that sort of stuff. That might solve the oh, problem. Well, and that's <laughs> cool. I yeah. managed a bookstore for a couple okay. years and I did do the ebook thing and I'm actually a big proponent of it. I think it's it's not a bad deal. When you work at a bookstore, what you realize is that it is oftentimes cheaper to buy the physical book than buy the sure. ebook. Oh. Um, and also, I have some tips for you guys. We get copies very cheaply sure. sometimes, whether they're, um, you know, you wouldn't normally get a galley version, but like you'll get kind of like an early unedited mm-hmm. promo copy story, or something. Like an arc. 
advanced reader copy. Yeah, 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 yeah advanced yeah. reader copies, um, which are in varying degrees of finished. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm, <laughs> depending mm-hmm. on when you get them. But uh, that kind of kicked me back off, right? Like, because then it was just kind of, and I like physical books. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm the same way. Fuddy-duddy old yeah. man with that. But um, anyway, that's a, and we should talk about the Whisper Sync and cheaper audiobooks because I'm a big fan of whatever you're about to say. Um, and I think e-readers, uh, like tablets have gotten better mm-hmm. in how they're presenting it because it was kind of this like burn your eyes layout, out yeah. kind of thing for a while. I think that's gotten a lot better I had a Kindle, too. like it was a, I mean, it was strictly just a read. Mm-hmm. It wasn't backlit or anything. Yeah. And I actually, it's harder for me to read. Maybe not the, my iPad because I have the screen cover I have on it. But like anything that's digital is harder for me to read, oh, except yeah. for the Kindle did a really good job. Yeah, you know I appreciated that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. The uh, the first Nook was actually really Nook. good. that was what that I was had. what it the was. First not Nook Kindle, was really good. it was a Nook. Yeah, yes. the, the thing that gets me sometimes is the delay in the page turn, and I know that sounds dumb because you probably delay yourself in a page turn. But you know how you kind of <laughs> prep the, the page, tactical. right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a reader, you know that you do the like mm-hmm. I'm about to turn, uh-huh. so I'm like already prepped, so I just keep going. Um, you can't a, do that. Yeah, you can't. Like yeah, when you no. press the button, it starts. And so, yeah. it's like, but there's a weird delay in there. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like cell phone communication. And I'm on a weird tangent about audiobooks <laughs> now. Um, we'll For, talk more about how to dive into this. Well, that would be that would be good. The thing with uh, like audiobooks, right? And I go mm-hmm. back to audiobooks, listening to them back on cassette, you know, up through CD and everything like that. And now digital, it's become a big, huge part. Uh, I listen to it with a, like a, like a, it's a fondness, I think, and a th- thinking about my childhood and growing up with my mom reading to my dad as we would drive, oh, yeah. you know, across the states from here to Washington State and back. Um, it would keep him awake. And it is something that I've tried to explain to people. Music can do that so long for me as like keep me awake. But then audiobooks, especially if they put you in a thought, like you get out of that sort of mindset and your mind is working and you, you can stay awake longer. Mm-hmm. Um so think it, it takes a little bit of a mindset to, I would think, to used to it. But I've been prone to that anyway from way back, you know. Um, and it, it's someone else's take on maybe the proper way to say things, you know, the way things mm-hmm. are, you know, pronounced. And sometimes, sometimes I say that, you know, there's certain words that I've heard. And I was like, I've never heard that spoken that way before ever oh, in my yeah. whole life. You know, do you ever heard of it? Like if you're fishing, like a brim. You ever heard that brim? Mm-mm. We've we had, we've brim. seen my experience with fishing. Well, <laughs> Heather, right? Not so I just listened to a book and they called him Bream. No. I've mm-hmm. never heard that, and I thought maybe it's an arc like an Arkansas thing. I don't know. I've never seen it written out. I don't know how it's spelled, but that's what I thought. But yeah, I mean, but that's that's the thing. You know, maybe my idea is wrong, or like I think I'd said once before, it's like you know, like regionally, you know, the, yeah. the terminology and how it's said could be different depending on where you are and i'm sure that there are lots of people that come up and they go hey that was wrong yeah oh yeah it's a small mm-hmm. town in like you know south dakota oh we say it this way but you wouldn't know that oh, but that's regional dialect stuff sure colloquial, it would be. Collo- can i just punch in Colloquialism. colloquialisms <laughs> that's a fun hmm. yeah. yeah um but yeah that's i mean that's my job as i have to research it so this anunnaki book i have over five almost 600 different pronunciations it's about it's going to be about eight hours finished Hmm. um so there's over 600 pronunciations in latin polish german um, sumerian and akkadian which are ancient languages and they're cuneiform so it's like hieroglyphics Mm -hmm. um 
So I had to look all those up and then I had to send back to the publisher like, hey, I need help from the author. Like, here's like over a hundred <laughs> words and phrases that I have no idea how to say and I've not been able to find anywhere on the internet that I can have a pronunciation, whether it's um, like IPA, so I can like look and try and figure out because mm. you want to be accurate to the author's text. You want to be accurate to your performance and information. Um, and along those lines, like gala, I always have to look that word up. Like, is it gala or gala? Like, oh I can't gosh. remember. Mentally, I think mm -hmm. gala. I think it's gala. Mm -hmm. Right, I is do Is it too. gala? I, see, now, I you, would have to on, look it up right on. now. <laughs> are you talking about an event or an yes. apple? Well, it event, usually. <laughs> I, I assumed um, event based on how we pronounce no, but, it, the two but, options. Yeah. But it's uh, like gala apples. There's a gala apple? G-A-L-A. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. uh -huh. They're sweet. Er, yep. Sweet er. So you learned something there, not a honey crisp, but I'm just saying like, I've yeah. heard people say those differently. Yeah. They call them gala. And mm -hmm. I was like, it's, it's not. Mm -mm. Yeah. Well, so here's, there's a, a town in Texas that starts with an H. Do you guys know? Houston. Okay. Yeah, I've oh. heard of it. There's a, a street in New York that starts with an H. Huron. Houston. But they're spelled exactly the same. Mm. So, but if you're reading that book, you'll have that. And I'll I'll get to work. So you have to know where does this take place? Where does it not take place? I mean, that's that's my mm -hmm. job, and hopefully I do it well. <laughs> you know, I certainly try. Well, I mean, that I makes me like think you have like, to know so much stuff. Yeah, nice. yeah. and that's hard because I mean, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Then well, I do. You mm. know, like well, great, I flubbed that. You know, like if I get my pickups back, and I'm like, I, I did one on. Cats, um, which is another nonfiction one. That the one musical. <laughs> it's very timely. Um, no, it was about cats and femininity and like the relationship throughout history. So that one had also like there were like twelve different languages or phrases or names of people, places, nouns. I could just say nouns. Um, <laughs> different languages, different sayings, different words. I had to look up, um, and I still had like over a hundred pickups, which for like a six hour book is, is a lot. Um, because it, it takes time to go back through even just to look at the text and to try and, you know, like mm. I said earlier, mimic what I had done earlier so that it's you know, more cohesive sound. Um, so yeah, that, that takes more time too, to be able to do that. There's, there's a lot of time I had no idea went into yeah. audiobooks. Yeah. The same. <laughs> this, this is the best kind of conversation in my opinion, because it's the, it's the one where you walk away with a real respect for something that before you just kind of always blew off. Like, and <laughs> sure, I, I, sure. I don't Most mean that dismissively, Most right? But like, yeah. even when you were naming people earlier and it was like, oh, there's a whole celebrity structure in here sure. that yeah. you're on. You might have a favorite re reading performer. Yeah. What do you Tom call it? Tom Narrator. Yeah. narrator. Yeah. Um, a favorite King. narrator. Mm -hmm. In because you listen to a lot of audiobooks, right? Mm -hmm. But to think that there's like, oh, there's this person that does this kind of thing really oh, yeah. well. And there's and there's people I follow because I'm learning from them. And that's just not something that ever I love discovering these corners where it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. oh, there's a lot of time and effort and craft yeah. in this. It's not a person sitting there and trying not to stutter. It's a person like everything you said, all of this work and all of this research and all like a huge amount of mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of it that. that comes out so effortlessly sounding. Sure. And seamless. Well, should be the goal. Well, I mean, right. But yeah. I mean, what you but don't I mean, want to tell me like opening a dictionary and like, gal, gal, galat. Yeah. The uh, Aramaic <laughs> translation of that actually yeah. means mm -hmm, that it was the Anunnaki. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like the one word we walk out with. Yeah. We can talk about Anunnaki a lot. I'll have so, to send yeah. you guys some of my flubs where I... Yes. Oh, but they're, yeah, they're will be good. not safe for work. So um, they won't make oh, it to the podcast. <laughs> we, we can put it on Patreon. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so let, let's this we super walked down a path from the the Daw thing because I do sure, yeah. want to a little bit kind of go down that that road because when you first started talking about recording, just kind of the discovery mm-hmm. of all these things I need to do to get the quality to be where sure. it needs to be, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, just like in our setup, we are using GarageBand because mm-hmm. it's free. Sure. And then um, there's a person that listens to the show, Will, who also makes like the ish music. Yeah. Um, or provided music that we have then commandeered yeah. as being <laughs> the ish music with permission. That may not have been his like, oh, I'll forever be this. Sure. But um, uh, he's he's actually offered like what you consider almost producer like has offered some mm-hmm. sound advice mm-hmm. about the sound <laughs> that was good it's a varying it's variety of, yeah. look at that um, <laughs> because i think like for one garage band is free for anybody that has sure a mac product right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can literally do it on your phone and it's actually a fairly comprehensive tool and it's fairly intuitive and so i think we've talked about getting better daws um because our better ones on the market, but really normally what you're looking at at that point is like the plugins that are sure. available for them, mm-hmm. um, compressors, whatever. And there are, there are, you can spend money and put those into the garage band. It is harder to find that stuff for free. Sure. Right? Yeah. But I think starting out just using the tools that you have. And then to your point, we're using extremely inexpensive microphones because that was the microphone I had the most matching yeah. ones of when we started the show. Makes sense. And we're yeah. actually, we were discussing before you came in purchasing, um, some much better microphones Mm -hmm. and like as we grow and as we continue, it's more comfortable to make that investment. Right. But I think you can start with, you could make a podcast on your phone. Yeah, totally. It may not be the best thing in the world, (laughs) but you need somewhere to start and then to funnel that knowledge into, Mm -hmm. right? Like otherwise Mm -hmm. you're just collecting a lot of knowledge, but you don't really know the function. Like, when I look at, I got a compressor plug-in, and it had way more options sure. than the GarageBand plug-in. Right, than the free. And I was like, <laughs> what is a Nini? <laughs> like, why is that in this thing? Because uh-huh. um, I've never dove this far down the path. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some basic recording techniques and ideas and things that will, I think, allowed us to sound decent when we first came out, but we've finessed that and it's bringing other people in and asking their opinion. Sure, right? sure. Um, reading stuff copying and pasting settings, those types of things Mm -hmm. um, to continue to improve the overall aspect of the show. But that being said, I would encourage anybody who's interested in doing anything from an audio or video standpoint of you do probably have the tools and to get a basic thing across, right? I would add an addendum Mm -hmm. because we're kind of in parallel fields, but we're not specific. So, um, like I mentioned, like I started out with a USB mic and I just realized as far as the industry standard, that doesn't fly. So, um, so I was, a, you, you can't record an audiobook on your iPhone. You just, 
That's true. Can't. You did record on a USB mic and did a book, right? I, I did a book, and then I quickly learned that any money that I made, I was reinvesting into my career. So if I have like I think that's the any business savvy, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it was up slowly upgrading. So I had a, a Rode NT1A, and then just last summer I upgraded to a, a Neumann TLM 103, which is super nice yeah yeah mm, you're getting um, real fancy over there super fancy yeah i don't know what any of those words since we have like good ones three or four nice. of any yeah. of the mics there's a max on what our, yeah. we're gonna need way more well, patreon support well, before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for real um but it's it's different i mean obviously i have a different need for right for what right. i need it you right. know this has a different need and it's also in a different environment so i have an isolation booth and then i have you know um bass traps set up and i have foam and i have all this sort of stuff that Traps outside noise, and it's not soundproof, but it minimizes outside noise. Like if a uh, school bus goes by, the lower frequencies still get picked up. So I have to pause, right, right. you know. You I'm, cut out the low pass. Yeah. So, and I, I, I am not an audio engineer, so I don't fiddle with any of that so much. I mean, I have a very minimal, very minimal understanding of right. it. Um, but that was another business decision too, is like it's going to be better for me for the work, for the author, for, for everything, for the industry. If I outsource that to the professionals, mm -hmm. you know, like, and my ROI on it is, is just better. Cause I'm not spending three times as much of my time on a, um, doing post-production right. when I could be doing another book and I will mm. actually earn more than I would from. And the trade for you that. is that you're putting out a product that's being paid for, mm -hmm. right? Like in mm -hmm. the, mm, that's where those industries are a little bit different as well. Mm -hmm. It's like in the podcast thing, you're producing content for free. So it's harder to sure. put the money into the post-production sure. from somebody else. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people stumble is like you start looking at the things you could spend money on mm -hmm. and I podcasting, I think is much more DIY, right? Like, mm -hmm. and, and we <laughs> definitely we're more forgiving of it as we just talked about the whole audiobook mm -hmm. industry. Um, I would venture to say, I think I'm not the professional here. But to your point, you don't need a, a thousand or two thousand dollar microphone initially to start, right? Yeah. Like, but probably don't do the USB. No, no, like, no, no. Like, yeah, yeah. What's the two hundred dollar mic you can afford? Yeah, to get? like, like <laughs> yeah. The Rode NT one A is is pretty good. I mean, it's around two to three hundred dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that's what I started off with, and and it I recorded several dozen books on that. Yeah. Um, and it was great, and. The the more expensive the microphones get, like the smaller the difference is there's between a, them. You know, like I could get a Sennheiser. There's a diminishing return on investment yeah, at some point. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, there's not going to be that much difference. But I got to go to um, B and H in New York. Have you ever been to? Mm -hmm. It was closed I when I was there. <gasps> mm -hmm. It was. They have a room of microphones, and you can sit there and check it, and you can like hook it up to different interfaces so you can know what your setup's going to be like when you're Sweet. home. So wow. you can actually get an idea for that. Actually, this is a very, very good point. For everything we're saying about microphones, I think it's incredibly important to say all of this is relevant to your voice. Yes, be, absolutely. Or relative to your voice mm -hmm. because how, like the perfect mic for you may not work mm -hmm. at all. Oh, absolutely. For, and I mean, specifically, uh, the obvious difference would be genders, right? Like, um, just a tendency of like a lower bass tones mm -hmm. versus some higher mm -hmm. frequencies, mm -hmm. um, how it catches those or kind of rounds over, sure. right? Some of that yep. sound profile. Um, so to your point, play with mics as much as you can 
if you're getting into it because you will there's some that are going to be very like fairly neutral in what they're capturing ish right ish. like ish. like well for instance these mics aren't great so they're not doing much so they're relatively neutral sure. in that sense mm -hmm. right yeah um but i think if you start getting into that like 200 dollar range which is like probably i would argue the minimum the minimum of like decent i don't know how to phrase that fair. exactly yeah. right like um it, it takes it up a notch it's it's you're getting into something yeah. different right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh then you really do want to start like listening to the audio they'll normally will have like an audio file when you're looking at a mic mm -hmm. they'll kind of like here's the sound captured mm -hmm. on it you can a b test some mics um go into a place and and test mics if b and h has it or if you can go to a place that'll let you like try it with your setup some places mm -hmm. will do that that's you need a good relationship yeah. with that place well, yeah you can rent them from guitar center right you right. know you can do that yeah and then even then the reason why that becomes important is because your environment has so much impact mm -hmm. on it like, really does. what it's going to sound in a perfect room in b&h or whatever versus your closet yep. or don't record in your bathroom <laughs> or right. No, like no, 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 no. Not an audio thing. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe, maybe music closet, yeah. actually not a terrible mm -hmm. place to record. If you're no, looking for that no, kind of sound yeah. dampening, well, most Especially of the podcast people talk about right. I've yeah. recorded yeah. in my closet. Yeah. yeah. A lot uh, of people do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'd be surprised mm -hmm. how many even records come out with yes. recording in a very tiny spot. But if you don't have that, even getting your mic and just playing with, um, there's a reason why distance is important to me on these mics, right? Uh -huh. Like mm -hmm. I'm trying to minimize the amount of sound room or the sound from the room. Well, sure. And, and different mics are how they're picking that up. Exactly. And, Conical. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're getting kind of technical, but I think it's fair to say that there's a lot to learn, but to some point you have to get something and start playing with it because we all started with, I, this is crazy, but, Aaron and I used to play in a band and early on I was trying to make like a tape to take to a place to uh -huh. get us booked for a show. And so you'll just set the tape recorder in the room and press sure. record and play, right? It always sounds terrible mm -hmm. because that one <laughs> microphone is trying to pick up the whole room. Uh -huh. yeah. Stuff's getting blown out because it's super distorted. Mm -hmm. And then I remember reading somewhere that if I put it behind a pillow, like if I just had something that diffused the sound coming directly into the microphone. Okay. So you wouldn't like smother it. Sure. We'd like lean it up against the wall and then put a pillow, like kind of like, uh, a sh what's a, sh a lean to like over. Okay. Right. So sound uh -huh. can still get around. It dramatically improved the quality mm -hmm. of the recording. It just a huge difference. And then you step up to whatever the next step in that journey is. But I think where I was coming from is like, just play because you mm -hmm. probably aren't going to get a book job on the second time or whatever. And so if you just start going down that path and figuring out what you need, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I that's, would say for anyone that's interested, like coaching, like in, in becoming a narrator, coaching is your very first step because they're going to be, there's someone in the industry who's been through it, who's done hundreds of books and they can say like, honey, baby, like maybe you shouldn't like, or, mm. you know, we need to work a little more. There's potential here. We should grow because it, anyone trying something can be like really gung-ho and excited about it. And the last thing you want to do, I mean, you're, we're talking about like a $1,400 mic. Just, yeah. just the microphone. That's not the preamp. That's not mm -hmm. the interface. That's not any of that. Um, that's not your isolation booth. Like there's thousands of dollars that can go into this. Um, 
you don't want to make that investment and then find out that like, oh, maybe this isn't the right thing for me. That's a good point. And we talk about apprenticeship a lot and you're basically Mm -hmm. arguing for the same thing of like, just go Uh, get the person to teach Mm -hmm. your hands on. Is that available here? Where do we go to Chelsea for classes? <laughs> you don't. Um, I am not. <laughs> I mean, this is sort of a Whatever, lesson. you made me talk like sure. a woman already. And wow. we did Southern Lord of the Rings. We did, yes, You we told did. me that all my thoughts about audio production are wrong. <laughs> I was so, very kind It was an addendum. <laughs> yeah. I actually, um, I like those conversations where it's like, I don't agree with this. And it's like nice to have that kind of like... <laughs> Gold well, flosser. I think, I think yeah. you sure. can do this thing. She's like, no, absolutely not. You will never read a book that people will pay for. No, uh, I'm going to record a short story later today and send it over to you. I would really love to hear that. I, I just, truly would. I just bought this. Three bears. No, mm-hmm. uh, there's a documentary on Prime that I think everybody should watch mm-hmm. called Jacob. It's like 47 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And this guy just, he has like nine degrees. He's a teaching professor. Okay. He... Basically, like his main focus seems to be bioethics. Okay. But he also has a law degree and a psychology degree, right? Just stacks. Wow. Mm-hmm. But he's also considered to be one of the most prolific fiction authors, I guess. Okay. And has won awards for his writing. And I, so I'm watching this. I'm fascinated. And he's, he's interesting and s- seems... Um, he's, he's extremely busy. And like it's hard to tell like what his social life may or may not look like outside of what he's doing but you kind of i'm always hesitant with stuff like that like oh you wrote a story great like mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you're a good writer and i've been reading long enough that i want sure something good right putting out products. so i go ahead and i buy one of the short story collections i'm like here we go <laughs> so i start because it's also like it looks like from a very small publisher maybe sure. i paid to have this published kind of thing <laughs> which is always level sets my expectations a little bit differently sure. I start reading it. They're normally like a two pages, maybe 15 pages. And they're phenomenal. That's they're cool. like Raymond Carver-esque phenomenal. Mm. Absolutely incredible. I'm about to crack into the novel, like one of the novels he wrote. Blown away. Now I kind of want to do a, like read a short story. I you emailed him the other should. day. I was like, thanks for writing this. This is really incredible. And he responded. That's wow. cool. I want That's to be awesome. best like friends that. with Jacob of Hell <laughs> or Apple or however you pronounce it. If yeah. I read a story, it's going to be a Jacob Appel story. You should. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you can't get paid for it. No, I'm just going to send it to you. It's just going to be a like, secret little, <laughs> All right, put it out the there. All right. There's no black market for <laughs> audiobooks. Like, oh, there well, I mean, is. Oh, there is. Southern yes. Lord of the Rings. Oh, is that how we get cheaper ones? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but if you think about that, it's 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 undercutting the publisher. It's undercutting the author. Um, it's undercutting the narrator. You, you know, should definitely not There's like code farming for... There used to be. ACX has, has kind of fixed that, but... Um, yeah, like you could, you would do this like thirty-minute audio book on um, obscure places in Northwest Arkansas to get your toes painted. Like it would be just random junk, and huh. someone would narrate it, and then ACX would provide you with twenty-five codes for the author and twenty-five codes for the audio producer, the narrator. <clears throat> Pardon me. And um, they used to not be linked directly to the book, so someone could sell those codes, which is against you know mm-hmm. policy right. and your contract. But people would do that, so that was like the code farming. But they've they've changed that, so now they're directly linked to a book. So it's if you an do an indie book, yeah, which is a really nice thing for them to do because right. it, it really helps. And um, because just like podcasts, reviews help. Um, they hurt too. Um, <laughs> we haven't gotten one of those yet. <laughs> That's good. <I'm> <laughs> That's We've good. only been trolled once. Yeah, yes. I had oh, a review. 
I had a review that said that the narrator, the, the book was like cake. The narrator was horrible and made me want to stick a fork in my eye, but cake. And I was like, I'm glad you like cake. <laughs> so wow. you can't take it too personal. Yeah. Cause just like every book, I, I can't voice every book. Like right. I'm not the right voice for every book. And mm-hmm. I think that's important for anyone coming into it is just like you were mentioning with roles, like no one's going to be perfect for every role. Right. Like, um, uh, Johnny Heller's phenomenal. Uh, he does a lot of middle grade books, but he does a lot of noir because his voice is suited specifically for that genre. I mean, he didn't fabricate it that way, but it works out really well for him. <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. I'll send you some clips. He's, you know, I was he's standing outside the window. Super fantastic looking person. Looking in, but nobody was looking out at me. <laughs> like that. Oh yeah, yeah. What, Nicholas what, Cage what? on Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's one thing. You need to have a bit more like. You I'll know. take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm clearly not going to be a narrator. The sad thing is, is one of those things where like, I, at times in my life was like, I could probably do that. Like, I did yeah. stage stuff and read a lot. Now talking to you, I'm like, definitely couldn't. Do <laughs> well, I mean, it would be like you have how what. <laughs> This amount of time to do a whole what? No actual talents involved? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I could do this at my leisure, you know, like throughout a year, it's about as long as it takes me to... Is it leisure I think it depends on how you're using it. Um, It does. Context is important. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be do it at my leisure? Or is it leisure? Mm -hmm. Leisurely do it. I can pull up Miriam Webster. Um, That's how I hear it. I've listened to a lot of audiobooks. (laughs) Phone lines are live. Please. (laughs) Yeah. Call now. <laughs> Operators are not standing by. <laughs> we we like to finish with Aaron starting a sentence. Right. Now it sounds like maybe you've listened to the show. Either times. that or you were blindly just complimenting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like that photo. LOL. Good show. Um, <laughs> so you may already know, quote. but Aaron's <laughs> going to start a sentence. You just finish it with whatever comes to mind. Okay. And there is no wrong answers. Right. I wish I could. Not overthink. That's the first thing that popped in there. <laughs> uh, have fun. Have more fun. Make that time. Um, yeah. You seem like a fun person. I try to be. I, don't see, I hope yeah, I am. I, I don't feel like fun is missing from your life. Uh, Either that or you should just come do the show more often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would not hate that. Let me tell you. <laughs> Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound designed by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Cullen.